1: Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, Episode
0: Three Sixteen. This is Crystal O'Keefe, and this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello, hello, I'm warning everybody right now. She's tired and grabby.
1: <laughs> well, not everybody got a nap. That's all I'm saying.
0: I don't know what you're talking. That's that was show prep.
1: That was show prep. That's what that is. Explain to me how that was show prep.
0: Now I'm all prepared. So, ta-da.
1: So you weren't prepared before you fell asleep. Correct. So, what, how does sleep prepare you for this?
0: Um, Angelo says you have to take rest days. Angela. Those are wow. important.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. You're about wow. to, def-
0: you're about to see how crabby she is.
2: <laughs> so.
0: What, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week?
1: Uh, stuff about Peloton. Stuff
0: about Peloton. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, I will take stuff about Peloton for $200. No,
1: okay. Well, do you want to know the specific stuff about Peloton? Sure. All right. Well, uh, we're apparently going to be streaming on all of our equipment. Uh, and by streaming, I don't mean a pee joke, Tom. I feel like that was coming next. So, I mean, Amazon or YouTube, maybe other third-party
0: streaming platforms. Yes.
1: Also, lane break for the tread officially launched. Plus, we have a whole bunch of other updates. We also have uh, a visit from Doctor Jin, and we talk about uh, a listener whose wife is using him as a human garbage disposal. Uh, And then uh, we also Doctor Jin after dark. No fetish thing. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, we also have a visit from Angelo uh, at MetPro. Heard and, of him. And he we're suggests gonna...
0: rest days. I don't know if you know that or not.
1: Oh, well, I mean, apparently. Very, very important. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about how you can determine what your ideal weight is Uh, Not to mention, we also have a bunch of news on Peloton competitors and a bunch of things that you need to know going into the 4th of July weekend.
0: Okay, and we will also this week be talking to Scott Jenkins.
1: Oh, yeah. He is so funny. Oh, my God. That, That interview was hilarious.
0: And he's a very avid runner.
1: Yeah, and he's a British runner. So...
0: So he runs on the left side of the road.
1: (laughs) He also uh, is going to be running with Susie Chan. Uh, They run together, but... Like from time to time, they know each other from the running social circle there in the UK
0: from the the upper tier running (laughs) circle.
1: Yeah. Like Scott Jenkins is like, oh, I'm not a I'm not an elite runner. Well, I think that if you run three 200 mile events within 90 days, we're going to go ahead and call you an elite runner. So uh, apparently
0: I think part of being a runner is telling people that you're not a runner.
1: I I think that's true. So by that
0: standard, I am very much a runner.
1: Uh, No, you're really not a runner. (laughs) But no, but the runners tell you they're not runners. Therefore,
0: I I am a runner.
1: You are a runner. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Because I don't do it at all. awesome
0: well uh before we get to all that shameless plugs don't forget we're available on apple podcast spotify google wherever you find podcasts you can find us not stitcher that one's going away
1: stitcher bye-bye yes
0: uh so if you're using the stitcher app if you're and part-
1: that's not us like stitchers just no yeah, more stitcher in case itself you miss the news is
0: going away so if yeah. you if you are listening on the stitcher app you need to have a backup plan for your podcast head
1: over to good pods yeah that's a good one
0: yeah so uh but uh, anyway, while you're there, be sure and follow us. So you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's super helpful. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out. Uh, while you're there, like the page, join the group. You can uh, also find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash the clip out where you can watch these episodes in HD magnificence or <laughs> mediocrity, depending on which one of us you're looking at. And you can <laughs> what?
1: I was just thinking of people's nasty comments. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the clipout, where you can get these episode ad free. If we get them early, you get them early. Sometimes you're getting them almost a full day in advance. So you can use those to uh, wager with your non-Patreon subscribing friends and make a little extra money. It's true. So pay, you can just make back the cost of your Patreon. Boom. Just like that. <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, we have a newsletter at the dot com where you can get all of the links and things like that sent to you on a mostly weekly basis, unless I'm traveling and get lazy. So True. there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in. Shall we?
1: We shall Peloton in the news.
0: So it would appear that in the not too distant future, Way deep in space 13, you will uh, be able to stream things like YouTube, Amazon Prime, maybe Netflix on your Peloton screen devices
1: yes that is true so uh what we know for sure is that a beta test is in progress it's happening uh what we also know is there are no licensing agreements in place so anything could change yes um but i think a big thing we don't know the answer to and i can't wait to find out is will you be able to get it on All versions of the equipment. And what I mean by that is if you go back to the early days, those those uh, monitors have changed over the years. So, like, if you still have an old monitor, are you going to be able to use this this entertainment icon?
0: My guess would be no. I think the, the bigger question is at what point in the evolution of the screens will you be able to start streaming third party?
1: Services yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Also, we just want to say why we 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 think we have heard rumor that there is another streaming service coming uh, besides Amazon and YouTube now the reason that we are theorizing Netflix could be in the running is because of Barry McCarthy's obvious Netflix history.
0: Right. I mean, he's former CEO of the company. So you think that would be like one phone call, boom, bam, bing, you're done. Also, that seems to be the one that gets requested the most. So if you were going to go down that road, I mean, I guess it does make sense that Prime Video is instantly in the mix because they sell a lot of stuff on Amazon now. They do. So that, that makes sense. So I guess the, the the other thing to kind of talk about is the cultural shift. For years, the whole thought so process this is a big one. has been that our instructors are the product and you shouldn't be wasting your time watching the YouTubes or Amazon Prime video things, Netflix, things like that. You People come for the instructors and we want them to stick around for the instructors. Yep. So this is a very big shift from a strategy standpoint.
1: It sure is. Now, I will say there are households that have uh, snubbed their nose at Peloton because for whatever reason that I will never understand, they have this giant screen in front of them and they want to watch Netflix. So if that's the case, they've been like, well, if I can't watch it, on my screen right. then I don't want it and they have gone to other tread I've seen this happen with treadmills especially Right. I, to me this has never been a big deal I love the fact that Peloton engages me like I don't need any of these things Yeah. but there are a lot of people who, who very much feel differently about it and if you have two people in a household one of which is a huge Peloton fan one of which is a huge I like to just pedal slowly right. while I look at something I mean it's a great way to bring both into the mix now We know that Peloton's really big push right now is to get to like a bazillion subscribers. Right. This is one of the ways you do that.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I I can't help but think that part of the thought process is, I mean, one, there's been a shift in leadership. For sure. But also, you know, that they're thinking, okay well, if if we're going to. Try and become software based Then if people want the instructors They're there and if they want something else We're not going to stop them from buying a piece of Equipment over it yeah and And for years people have said that why wouldn't You let me do this it's my equipment I can use it However I want that seems Seems short-sighted And and I don't know maybe it's a Thing that at the time made sense and now It doesn't now that they're kind of the Name brand in this Field maybe it's not a Hill they need to die on anymore
1: yeah, I mean, I think that it's one of the it's another way that Peloton can meet you wherever you are, and if you truly want to democratize fitness, if that's in, and, and even if you don't want to democratize it, even if you just want to be everywhere, the less barriers you put up for people, right, then the more chance you have of them getting your product. So, I, I think that from a growing subscriber standpoint, this makes total sense. And
0: you could f- see a situation where someone comes for the netflix and stays for the cody rigsby right i mean i don't know
1: how that doesn't
0: happen since it's right there in front of them because also i don't get why you would pay 45 dollars a month whatever it is now to then just turn around and watch netflix
1: i mean i wouldn't again but i wouldn't do it anyway like if i if i'm gonna get on the bike or the tread i want to be engaged i want somebody to be there with me and so like watch like i don't push my i know what the gym was like whenever i went to the gym i just did it at this like slow boring pace
0: i think it makes less sense for the bike than it does for the tread I would agree, you know, because I yeah. think a lot of people do like, oh, I just want to get on the treadmill and listen to a podcast or and just walk and just walk or or I can get my jog going. I don't necessarily need to have direction in the same way you do on a spin bike. And no, I would agree
1: with that. that but, I would you know, agree with that. It makes um,
0: absolutely no sense on a rower.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the important thing, though, is that this is. Ends up meaning that it's going to open so many different kinds of content onto a Peloton platform that it was not intended for. Like us. Like us. We're we, going to be there right in front of you. You don't know. need to clip out
0: anymore to listen to the <laughs> Now you out. can clip in. So we're changing the name of the show to the clip in or out or whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah. It's going to be a little longer. It's yes. going to be harder to put on a logo. It's going to make
0: it harder for the theme song to rhyme. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs>
1: but also there's so many youtube workouts like so many i'm i'm i mean again i would not use them like why would i pay fifty dollars a month for sure you know but but like there are people that will like i know that i will say for people who are super into like i gotta have my marathon training it's got to tell me exactly what to do for six hours while i run and that's because it would take me that long to run those that many miles i guess it's a good way to do that
0: So, here's the question. Will you still be able to access Netflix or YouTube if you're not paying for membership?
1: I don't think that you can. Because the way that it's being described to me is it is an entertainment icon within the Peloton, like...
0: Ecosystem, platform. Yes. It's
1: inside the platform. So, if you don't have the software, if you're not paying for the software, then you wouldn't be able to log in. Right. Then you can't get to it.
0: Therefore...
1: So, but then people just jailbreak. That's what they've always done.
0: Yeah, but if that if you're going to jailbreak, then none of this ever mattered. That is so true, right? So, like, you know,
1: but like, now you don't have to jailbreak. So there's that. Yes, if you are, are already if paying. you're
0: already subscribing, and there probably will be households where the husband wants one thing and the wife wants another, or vice versa. Yeah. Although we all know it's probably the husband <laughs> that wants to watch Netflix versus the wife.
1: He's probably watching like basketball or something. Yeah, like
0: jerk. But I guess also, I think what we'll see. Is you will start seeing now that you can watch TV on your Peloton device, they'll start merging it and you will see Peloton based TV shows. You do? I do. Would you like to know some some titles
1: I would. of TV shows I would. that I
0: think you can look forward to? All
1: right, bring it, bring okay. it, bring okay. it. Uh,
0: here we go. Right. Uh, Jess, King of Queens.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: A DD50. <laughs> Make room for Cody. <laughs> Emma Loveboatwell, well <laughs> Jen Sherman and Peabody I got a million of these, I can do this all day long Eight simple Jocelyn Thompson rules For dating my teenage daughter Who's the Ross <laughs> Twilight Our Zone I got a little theme here Adrian of Genie. That <laughs> one's a, a bit stretch. of a stretch That's a
1: stretch
0: Leanne Haynes Bewitched <laughs> day at a time everybody loves Ramon <laughs> did I do Maddie about you I don't know if I've done that you one didn't. yet I have so many here Adimi 12 wait that what re- Adimi 12 it reads funnier I don't like know that Adam I don't 12. even 12
1: oh and some oh, of these are old okay I don't remember
0: how old I am
1: like like Benny Adami is that yeah. what you're trying to say Adami 12 yeah.
0: Adam 12 like I said that one uh, reads okay.
1: funny. we'll
0: take that one out and post alright get
1: it out sure
0: uh yo Jack <laughs> or yo mtv raps oh
1: i like that one better yeah.
0: andy spear factor the <laughs> fresh prince of will pears <laughs> breaking rad and the bex files the bex Files, and she's gonna take that one she's <laughs> like oh if i have a thing i'm calling it the bex files that's great i uh um also uh Former instructor Oliver Lee has two shows in the works. Oh,
1: no, Tom, no.
0: Candid Camera. <laughs> and, of course, say it with me, everybody, Different
1: Strokes. Oh, sh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> So you have all that to look forward to.
1: Oh, it's going to be quite the lineup.
0: As you stream shows coming this fall to Peloton, <laughs> B.C.
1: Oh, my
0: Peloton Studios in London is getting a major makeover.
1: Yeah, they are. So uh, even though it, it only opened. I know it's so new. <laughs> it is so new. But remember how much everything has changed. Right. So so originally the new store was supposed to open like all the way back in 2020. Right. And then the world's changed and then yeah and then then it got put off all the way until they opened the new york studios back up to people right and so now it's being reopened uh and it's what they're going to do is they're going to do a big makeover and they're going to make it much more similar to the experience that new york has now okay A lot of people have been talking about this, like, what does that mean? It seems this is more about the virtual experience. This isn't going to change very much for the members in the studio, Mm -hmm. but for at home, it's going to change the experience. So uh, during this time, which is not insignificant, it will be August 7th through September 22nd. The studio uh, will be closed to members. So my understanding is the lobby and the studio will not be open. However... You're not going to be not having content. They're still going to be creating content. They're still going to be dropping content. And they have taken care of somehow... AFO and Peloton on tour. The biggest takeaway from this is that you will not be able to schedule classes to take in person
0: because they won't be there.
1: They won't be there, but <laughs> everyone's still not going to hear this. So please, please, <laughs> for the love of God, let's all pitch in. And when we see those, why can't I book classes,
0: share this article, with share them. this
1: article. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. That's why you can't book a class in PSL.
0: There's a good answer.
1: Yeah. So hopefully you weren't planning on going, uh, because, uh, Oopsie, not gonna happen.
0: <laughs> and if you do plan on going anyway, bring a hard hat and a hammer.
1: See if you can fight your way in. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they could use your help. <laughs> so last week we broke the news about uh, lane break heading to the tread, and now we have even more information.
1: Yeah, so it it's it is released this week. I mean today, right? But. Uh, OK, so we have definitely confirmed at this point we're only going to see it on tread, not tread plus, because it does do auto incline on the hill. So okay. that's why it is only for the tread. I still like we talked about last week. I suspect that we will see this after the recall period All is over. All the
0: CPSC stuff is resolved and in our rear view mirror. Yes. Yes.
1: So we got a long wait. I'm not going to lie. It's going to take a while. Yeah. But let's just remember this fellow tread plusians. This is very important. The few, the proud.
3: The stubborn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Our treads are better, and um, Dang,
0: shots fired. <laughs> Although they should be, they charged you more for exactly.
1: It says plus in the name, right? It goes up to fifteen percent.
0: Shaming that tread. It
1: goes up to fifteen percent. Yes, we've got free mode, even though it's never programmed anymore, and we've got the slats. Most importantly, the slats. So just. When when you feel sad about lane break, I just remember your slats, okay, and it'll come eventually. Okay, got to be patient. Uh, but for those of you who do have it, uh, this is going to be really cool because they they took all of the things on the bike and they totally redid it. They changed how it looks completely. Uh, the mechanic for lane break tread. So it's going to be easier to see the changes Mm -hmm. as you're walking, running, or jogging. And uh, we also have confirmed that they did give this very, very wide pace-based difficulty option so that you can use it for walking, jogging, or running. Uh, We also know that um, if you scroll down just a little bit more, we are going to be able to use the hill. It has The tread adjusts its incline automatically, and it follows the curve that's shown on the 3D world displayed on the tablet. That's new. 3D. New. That's new. Okay. And then- uh, Do I wear glasses? (laughs) No, I don't (laughs) think it's that that 3D. Uh, And then also, uh, they have this new mechanic in it that's going to reward you for interval workout design. So you're still going to get your interval workouts just like you do on the bike, which is fantastic. Uh, And they made sure to update, again, those visuals and controls with running and walking in mind. Awesome. Oh, do we want to talk about the music?
0: Let's talk about the music.
1: Okay. So as they launch the lane break, we are going to have pop, electronic, R&B, hip hop, rock, metal, country, and Latin. But most exciting is there is a custom. There are custom levels that are going to be featuring the music of DJ and producer Tiesto, including tracks from his latest album, Drive. So that is very cool. Awesome. Awesome. And little press release had a whole thing from DJ Tiesto. I did not know he was a Peloton user. Now I know.
0: There we go. Yeah. Very cool. Peloton also announced this week. Yoga focus flow for rowers.
1: Yeah. So they added these to right now we have all the cross training for running and tread, but now we are going to be adding focus flow for rowers. And there are already classes there in the collection. So you can find these under the cross training uh, for uh, and those yoga for cross training. We have so far Ross, a 20 minute class or 10 minute class with Ross. I'm sorry. I'll get this right. Who's also, the Ross, <laughs> who's the Ross uh, and a 20 minute class with Kira. Uh, so lots of cool stuff. And of course, they already have classes for runners in there as well. I think these are really cool. And I'm glad to see that they are making sure to add the cross training yoga in. It's a really good way to push you to the yoga classes. We should all be doing more yoga. It's good for us. It is. If you You, say so. You need to have this mobility. Like we always talk about like the fountain of youth is to do strength training as you get older. You have to. But if you don't do the mobility, you can't move. (laughs) So like (laughs) if you want to stay young as long as possible, mobility is really important. Strength training, really important. Need to do those two things.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Since the end of COVID, I guess it's over. I, I don't know. I don't I know mean, where my mask is anymore. Nobody so worries about it I'm anymore. I'm assuming it's over. Yeah. It's. I don't have a mask and I've had like nine shots. So <laughs> I think it's over. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, all, the, all the stories have been about how Americans are heading back to the gym. And some of them certainly are. But there's an article this week from civicscience.com that says they are, but not as many people are still more likely to be working out at home.
1: That is quite a, a graphic there.
0: Yes. I like it when things are graphic.
1: So this is saying that at home, it says how many times, how often do you exercise at home versus a gym? And then people say at a home, 52%, and that's like several times a week versus at a gym several times a week, 42%. Right. And then several times a month at home, 25% versus at a gym, And then a few times a year at home, 23%. At a gym, 32%. That's interesting. So the people who go less work out at a gym more often?
0: So the people who... So it's the interesting thing, people that only do it a few times a month, it's almost identical between at home or at a gym. The people that only do it a few times a year, 23% do it at home where a few times a year, whereas 32% are lying to themselves. What
1: I take this as, (laughs) the more often you work out, the more often you work out at home. And the more, and like if you're a person who occasionally works out, you might do it more often at a gym, but you're not going to be consistent. So consistency is key, therefore work out at home. That's what I read.
0: Yeah, I mean... to me, this and and again, this is so subjective because because some people really like the ritual of going to the gym, They do and but, that'll
1: never change and
0: that'll never change for them. And that's fine. But I but I do think that the vast majority of people benefit from having it right at their fingertips. It's an obstacle removed. If you really have a passion for going to the gym, I don't think that obviously that doesn't need to change, but that's great. But I think most people. That's a lot to contend with. It is. You know, I I think especially if you're just starting, I it'll be interesting to see if we see this study again in 5 years or 10 years if that's changed at all cuz I feel like over time that working out at home number is only going to get larger because I think of that 42%, I bet you at least 50 to 60% of those people are people who have been working out at a gym for a long time and they like it and they don't see the need to change. But so many people have trouble taking that first step going into a gym because
1: they're, they're intimidated. Not, they're
0: intimidated. They're not comfortable. They feel out of place. They feel like people are going to make fun of them, whether it's because of their size or their lack of knowledge about how to utilize the equipment. And it's just the whole thing's just weird and awkward. And uh, for guys, there's always that one guy that walks around the locker room just completely with his junk hanging out, like mm-hmm. no big deal. Oh, they're you're in like, the
1: women's locker room, you like, it's a big deal. Yeah.
0: I promise you, sir. Yeah. Put it away.
1: I think I've told you the story about the shower Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> that was... No, I, ugh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, so I, I think that over time you're going to see more. You're going to see this disparity widen. Is I my do. Guess.
1: I do think it's interesting looking at the uh, data at the bottom. I don't know if you notice this, but it says there are 2000. It's right there, uh, right in the center of the screen. 2000. Oh, gotcha. 2,000 responses from 615 to 621 are that's how many for at home then for the gym the responses were 13,000 from May 22 (laughs) to 621 who did this yeah that's that's kind of bull (laughs) I I think that this disparity would be wider had these been more equal time frames
0: yeah that is weird that the groups aren't the same like yeah, I don't know what the logic is there because you, maybe they've decided purport that this is more of a representation, you know, representational proportion of the two groups within society. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Also, it's all self-reported data. So you always got to give that side.
1: Of it. Yeah, you do. That's true.
0: Peloton celebrated pride in, in the stores. Last weekend on the 24th,
1: they did all of the stores in Canada and the U.S. uh, got together and celebrated on the 24th. You could come into the store. You could have colorful pride donuts. uh, You could have a a D.Y. A D.Y.I. pride bag and a pride banner. Uh, So there was all kinds of really cool stuff. And They had Donuts. I already
0: said. That. Oh, sorry. I just, I just really focused on the donuts. <laughs> I uh, It's, it's kind of weird, though. It's like, go to the Peloton store, get yourself a donut. It's counterintuitive.
1: <laughs> it is counterintuitive. Yeah. yeah. would no, know because we're here in St. Louis. So. We don't
0: have a store anymore.
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: that's more and more common. <laughs> we used to be left out. Actually, now we're probably more included in the group that's of true. not having a store. It's so true. Does that make you feel a little better? No. Okay. But Thanks. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Dr. Jen. Uh, She's going to answer a question from a listener whose wife is using him as a human garbage disposal. She doesn't. She's watching what she eats. So she's making him eat all the stuff and living vicariously through her husband. And he's getting frustrated. So stick around, man. There is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses
1: So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go
0: to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout.
1: That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Getting the Psychological Edge with Dr. Jen.
0: Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Man, licensed marriage, family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her uh from VH1's couples therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's family therapy with Dr. Jen or her long-running radio show, the Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books including The Relationship Fix: Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello.
1: Hi. Hello and welcome
2: back yeah like
0: for the for our listeners it might not feel like you've been gone because you had taped a bunch of stuff before the unfortunate passing of your mother and and uh and we just and this is our first time recording with you
1: since then since
0: then so and
1: so many of our listeners sent you so much love i hope you got to see it we were all we were all like just sending our love and thoughts well
3: the outpouring was amazing. And, you know, my mom, Cynthia Weil was really an incredible, not just a great mom and a great grandmother and a great wife, but an incredible lyricist and really an iconic, groundbreaking woman in the music industry. And I'm just really glad to be able to celebrate her and share her legacy with people. And, you know, right now I'm kind of do my therapy thing. And I'm also overseeing their catalog and getting the word out and sharing their incredible music that my mom wrote with my dad.
0: She just had a song or, featured very prominently in the Barbie trailer.
3: Yeah. Yes. I'm <laughs> yes. assuming you signed off on that one. She absolutely <laughs> did. I did. I very much did. Yes. <laughs> are you ever? Yeah, that was a fun one.
1: Just, just to try to make you laugh. Are you ever? Do you ever get offers for stuff and you're like, mm-mm. <laughs> yes
3: okay. we we uh, turned down an offer for a shooting game that involved um, a lot of violence and and killing police officers. Oh. We opted against that. And I have accepted some things that you would expect me not to because they involved meat. Oh. But then I do, We donated money to do investigation of the factory farming system. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So you know, sometimes it's good to fund a, a good operation. It is. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. That's a good way
0: to offset that. It's like it's like yes. buying the what uh, are those eco credits? The for yeah. the ozone.
3: That's <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. It wasn't a, specifically a meat company, but it was a very well-known organization that does a lot of not great practices with meat, although they are, this company is doing more vegan and vegetarian options, which is great. So they're not like, for me as a vegan, I was able to kind of walk that line, but was thrilled to be able to give some money to Mercy for animals. And, That's good. And that is good. help the cause.
0: Yeah. Go Fun ahead. fact, towards the end of, there's a period of time where Shaggy and Scooby-Doo becomes a vegetarian or or really yeah because i know that because casey casem who did the voice for shaggy until his passing uh became a vegan late life and he insisted that shaggy couldn't have any meat sandwiches and then they got very frustrated because it cost him a deal with burger king oh and then and then when they shifted to matthew lillard (laughs) because of the movie they brought it back in but there is about a 10-year period where you will not see shaggy eat meat
1: that's so. amazing. I love that. Yeah. That That's a great story. That is a great story. I got full of. Yeah. I know stuff, you got so. all kinds of stuff in there.
0: Well, we are glad you were back.
1: We are. And, we missed you. And, uh, we, we
0: we we wrote an article for the website and shared it just about your mom. And it was great yeah. to kind of show people like when people say legend, that is not just, oh, this lady passed away and we no, want to be nice to her. No, no. Like, yeah. Both of
1: your parents are yeah, just like, legends.
0: Legit jaw-dropping legends <laughs> with the things that they like. Yeah,
3: yeah my my mom has won over a hundred and twelve BMI awards. <laughs> wow! I wrote, you've lost that love and feeling, the most played song ever of the 20th yeah, it's century,
0: literally the most popular song of the 20th century.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. a great song. <laughs> yeah, I, my parents won multiple Grammys. They've been inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I actually just they just inducted my mom into the Women Songwriters Hall of Fame. Aww. So, you know, my mom is really an incredible icon. and I'm very proud of her. And I'm very proud to share her music with people. And um, and you can also check one of my projects is I'm working on their social media so check out manweil M-A-N-N-W-E-I-L on Instagram and follow my parents because there's going to be a lot of fun stuff coming Ooh, oh awesome Yay! know
0: we'll have to include that in the show
1: notes yes we will
3: stuff. yes so, we will
0: because we all know we got juice <laughs> <Like> that's going <laughs> to
3: that'll get you to a
0: million right there <laughs>
3: That'll do it. I thought you said we've got juice. No, juice. J-U-I-C-E. Yes. We've got got you. We've got you. Juice and juice.
1: (laughs) No, I am not. Oh goodness. Yeah. Like that, so. um, well, I uh we kind of have a, a question that might bring the vibe down a little. So warning. Okay.
3: okay. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to bring the vibe down. All, All right. right. Let's do it.
1: This is from listener Dennis Clementi. He says that his wife is on a strict diet and uses him. As a surrogate eater. He supports her on her diet, but he resents being used as a human garbage can. She is constantly pushing rich and unhealthy food on him.
0: It's not funny, but it's kind of funny.
1: I mean, I honestly, I'll be honest. I don't know if he wrote this as a joke. There was no emojis to indicate that it were. But I've seen people in this situation. So I feel felt like even if he was, this is still a great discussion. <laughs>
3: Yeah, look, I I, I have, too, and I've seen done in a lot of different ways. There are times where someone who is very restrictive is they will not finish their food and they can't bear to throw it away. So they try to make another family member eat it. Or there are times where one person is very restrictive and then they are trying to get the family member to eat the foods that they don't allow themselves and they want to smell it. They want to ask about the taste of it. They want to kind of have a vicarious eating experience. But really the bottom line with this is that the person who is restricting is restricting way too much. If you're creating this dynamic in your family, in your relationship, you need to allow yourself to eat some of your forbidden foods. And to me, this is, this is, Crossing that line into eating disorder land, that if you are not allowing yourself to eat foods and you're pushing them on someone else so you can have the experience, then you are way too deprived. And it's time to work with a therapist who specializes in eating disorders. It's time to uh, work with a dietitian who has an, a, a real understanding of restrictive eating and how unhealthy that can be. And I also think for the spouse, for is it Dennis? yes for Dennis, that wrote, he needs to make boundaries. He needs to not alter his food intake based on what his wife wants him to eat. He needs to be able to eat what he wants and listen to his own body. You know how I am about listening to your body, listening to what it craves, eating what what you really want and not eating because someone else is telling you to eat something or because you should. And I think that this falls under that should category and I don't want to see him Doing this, even though I'm not in their house, actually seeing, but <laughs> this, this is not good for him, and it's not good for their dynamic. And he's actually enabling her eating disorder by doing it. So he needs to make a boundary and say, "I'm I'm so sorry, but I can't do this anymore. I need to listen to my own body. If you're struggling and need me to do this, then we need to get you to therapy or to work with someone who understands eating disorders.
0: It's like being a cuckold, but for food. <laughs> yes,
3: yes <laughs> totally. Go yeah, out and eat that and know, then come back here and tell analogy. me all about it. Yeah. Dr. Jen after dark. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I knew I'd get you there.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Well, that, that was kind of a different topic there. Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> a different form
0: of eating. Yes,
1: yeah. well, oh, pot- Potentially. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. That was good advice. Yes. I, thank
0: that. you so much. So, uh, um, thank you f- so much for for joining us. And uh, until next time, where can people find you?
3: On all social media at Dr. Jen Man to ends on Jen to ends on Man, and I post my Peloton workouts on my stories. And you can see me coming back <laughs> after the death of my mom and after our crazy twenty one mile walk run that we did in Big Sur.
0: <laughs> awesome! Thank you.
1: Thank you.
3: Instructors
1: in the news.
0: Ben Aldis and Eric Yeager are heading to the Big Apple.
1: They sure are. They are going to be teaching from PSNY in July. So there's going to be a, a classes on June 10th. There's going to be a 30 minute ride with Ben on July 14th and July 15th. There's going to be two separate classes uh, with Eric and he is going to be teaching both of those in English. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah,
0: it's a great opportunity for people to see the other international instructors in the US. It is.
1: It's a nice change it up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Alex Toussaint has released his first outdoor class.
1: Yeah, he had been, I don't know if you remember, we talked about this a while back and he had teased that like, I know everybody, you've been asking for outdoor classes. Uh, So one popped up on June 22nd and it was a 20 minute power walk and more have been promised. So there will be more to come. Awesome.
0: day popped up on a show on PBS, uh, specifically for PBS New Jersey, and it's called A Table for All, an African Homecoming.
1: Yeah. And they talk about traditional traditions in Nigeria, because I believe that they both have Nigerian roots, the host and Tunde. So they talk about that. And uh, they also do some other things uh, in the PBS studio, like a studio tour and an art lesson.
0: And uh, I guess that only aired on the in That's made specifically for the New Jersey PBS affiliate. But you can go watch it online. So um, if you want a link to that, you can just sign up for our newsletter and it will be in this week's uh, batch. Oh, links. Cody Rigsby appeared on the show in transit. I think it's a like a web-based show for Esquire Magazine, and it's hosted by former MTV personality and St. Louis native Dave Holmes.
1: Oh, I didn't know. He was St. Louis native. Yeah,
0: he is from St. Louis and he was uh, he made it on MTV. Uh, I don't know if you remember they did uh, years ago in the 90s when they still had music videos. They had a contest called uh, I want to be a VJ or you could. And they had like it was really, I guess, kind of like a reality show. And they tested in like I forget who won, but it was this weird kind of stoner dude. And he ended up winning, but Dave Holmes came in second. And it was funny because Dave Holmes is like so not flashy or MTV, but he just like really knew his stuff and he's super likable and he came in second and it's it tells you a lot about those sorts of shows and that all these years later, he's the guy who's still working. Yeah. like He's the guy you still see popping up in things and people just liked him so much. They found a role for him, even though he didn't win win the contest well, so, that's really cool and uh he's really nice i spent like a day with him one time he back in my Alt- radio rock, days back in my radio days uh he we i worked at the alternative rock station in town called the point and he came in town one year and hosted point fest oh yeah and it was my job to drive him around that that day while he was doing and making various appearances
1: now during this particular day of driving People around. Did you get any uh soda sprayed on your car? I
0: did not. Okay. And now that I think that, I think he hosted the Christmas show, not oh. Point Fest, but yes. And no, I did not get soda sprayed on me. That was in clown posse. Okay. And uh, I was getting him mixed up with. I did the same thing with Point Fest for Matt Pinfield. Oh. So, who
1: right. was also
0: very nice. Oh. It was a stroll down memory lane.
1: Well, all that to say, Cody's on that show.
0: Correct. So <laughs> you can go find that at, uh, I guess, at Esquire magazine's website. It's called In Transit. He interviews people in airport bars.
1: Oh, like, okay. I guess, cool. While they are in transit, in transit. I see what he did there.
0: There you go. Hannah Frankson was on the Quotes by Christie podcast. If you want to get more of her,
1: yeah, I didn't. I didn't listen to this, but I will say. The name of this podcast drives me crazy. Why is that? Because it's not a quote by Christy. It's a quote by <laughs> Hannah Frankson. Right. It's a quote by your guest, not not you. Right. So unless every guest is named Christy, that's not going to work.
0: Christy Hannah Frankson. <laughs> <laughs> she had to legally change her name in order to appear on the podcast.
1: That is that's that's quite a writer.
0: <laughs> and speaking of podcast, Alex karaski am I saying that right? Sure. I we haven't talked about him all that much.
1: No, because he's one of the new rowing right. coaches.
0: I was gonna he's like, put. He's put kind him, of my.
1: He's kind. Of, I really love his.
0: I was gonna so. put him on my mother, the Karowski, but I thought that show so obscure nobody would know what I was talking about.
1: Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have had any idea. I would have been like, "What does that mean?"
0: But uh but he was on Tag Along with the Pro, which is his brother's podcast.
1: Now is this the brother that works for Hydro? Or is this another brother? Because I think he has four brothers or like there's a total of four children.
0: Gotcha. Well, maybe there's four
1: brothers and a sister. Actually,
0: you're the one who apparently is fixated on him. Not I mean,
1: he talks during his classes. Mm-hmm. This is how I learn about his family. So I,
0: I don't know. But okay. it's called tag along with a pro. And it looks like they always talk to a different like someone who works in the athletic world. And they you tag along with them. Yeah. Hence the name. You
1: could see the family resemblance. For sure. Yeah. That's neat. Pretty cool.
0: I wonder if he had to go through the press room.
1: I know. That's what I was wondering. (laughs) I really was. I was like, do they have to do the thing? I bet they had to do the thing.
0: So a runner's world is spotlighting uh, women who have used running to help with their mental health. And one of the women they spotlighted was Selena Samuela.
1: Well deserved. Well deserved. I I really love this. I, I noticed she did a whole live on what shoes that she does for different kinds of runs, too, this week. So. Uh, Really doubling down on the the shoe thing.
0: It's also nice that we're seeing some instructors this week that don't make the rounds as frequently.
1: I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like it's been a lot of the same people over and over. So it's nice to see some of the other instructors get some love. Absolutely. For sure.
0: Emma Lovewell was the keynote speaker at Johnson & Johnson's Global Activity Challenge. You know, I've always wondered about Johnson & Johnson. Do you think that internally they had a fight over which Johnson was named first? No. Or did they just call it Johnson & Johnson? So that they didn't so have they an didn't argument. So they didn't have that fight. Yeah, that's, that's what both I thought. They think that they were the one that went first. Yes. And if they're both named Johnson, why didn't they just call the company
1: Johnson. Johnson's? Yeah, I don't know maybe they like the name of it like the know. sound of it
0: you could have done johnson's and then put the apostrophe on the other side
1: of the S. Yes, Ugh.
0: because it's plural and
1: then it would never be right nobody <laughs> well, would ever do it yeah, right people
0: get it wrong half the time anyway That's so fair. it would just it would still be wrong half the time it would just be wrong for different reasons okay anyway <laughs> emma lovewell was their keynote speaker oh yeah at a thing
1: well look at that
0: so there you go
1: another keynote speaker these ladies are, are really getting around. They're doing the rounds.
0: Absolutely. Good for them.
1: Yeah. Clip out.
0: Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube from MetPro, it's Angelo here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition. Questions. Hello.
1: Hi. Hey
4: guys. Thanks for having me back.
1: We're glad to have you back. Did it seem to you, Angelo, that uh Tom might have forgotten where you were from? Because it kinda of felt like he might have for forgot. Just,
4: just for just a second. Just but a second. Okay. He said I was here to answer all your fitness questions, and I'm only here to answer most. Every <laughs> he's,
0: he's here to answer every third fitness
4: question. <laughs> Maybe every other fitness yes, question. Well
0: you, what you don't see is we as a question. He's like, no. And he's like, the thing is, here's the thing. He has an answer. He just won't give it to us. Like, he's just like, I've got a great solution for that problem, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. It's just a, power, it's a complete power move. It's just
1: peeling back the curtain. That's Angelo. He is girl bossing. Yes. <laughs>
4: comes in rare form today.
1: He is. He is. He had a power oh, nap before yeah. this. Lord help us all. Excellent. I don't
4: know if I can handle power nap talk.
0: I don't do anything with power. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my word okay so okay.
0: well thanks for joining us that's all the time we have
1: uh, <laughs> uh, one, of, one of our listeners Karen Marquez uh, who also happens to be a, a MetPro user just so you know
0: oh, okay. hey Aaron <laughs> so you have to answer this one it's, it's the law I have yeah, to answer you have
1: this to one. Okay. In terms so, and conditions. so Karen says how Karen, do you, Karen Karen, okay. Karen how do you know when you're at your ideal weight? Is there such a thing?
4: (laughs) Yeah, this is one of the ones I'm not going (laughs) to answer. Is it okay to say this is a gender thing? Because I got so many guys that I've worked with over the years and they're like, Johnny's like, Angelo, no, I look good. I'm good here. I'm like, no, Johnny, you need to lose 50 pounds. Like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Like, no, John, you need to lose 50 pounds. And then I have, I have folks at guys, gals that are like, I'm at the weight that I always wanted to be, but maybe I should be a couple pounds lighter. Maybe I should be a couple pounds heavier. And it's not just one direction, but it's that insatiable. We're never satisfied beds. Yeah. Yeah. So- there's no right or wrong you know stay within healthy parameters you know what i'm talking about when i say healthy parameters but there is a threshold that i will speak to and that is you'll cross a threshold where if you want to lose another five pounds there's nothing wrong with it but be honest with yourself what's for health and what's for preference an aesthetic goal a sporting goal So a lot of times someone will say to me, don't I need to lose another five pounds not to be healthier, but if you want to lose another five pounds, let's do it. As long as it's not going to put you at an unhealthy weight, let's do it. Now here's what you're going to have to do. Now that's where the metabolic rate comes in. Do we have the leverage? So if somebody says, I want to lose another five pounds beyond where I'm at, what your coach is going to do is they're going to calculate where your metabolic rate is. And they're going to give you a no-nonsense answer and go, yeah, no problem. Or, well, we can do that, but your metabolic rate means that we're going to have to speed up your metabolism. You're going to have to be really strict for this period, and here's what we're looking for. So it's doable, but it's a matter of just listening to your own body. Now, if somebody's asking, is there a magic BMI, throw that out the window. (laughs) It's just it's not a thing anymore. That's yeah. where you know, that was based around the average American's weight in the don't quote me on this, but I wanna say fifties.
0: And and if um, you're going back to the fifties, I'm gonna have to go out on a limb and say it's based on the average American white male. white male's <laughs> weight.
4: Yes. Americans were simply smaller sure. in the 50s. Yeah. It statistic we were just smaller as and if, as people. And if you don't believe it,
0: go sit in a Broadway seat.
1: Yeah. For for sure, <laughs> for real. They're they so tiny. the chairs
0: there and it like and it's <laughs> a tight fit. It is.
4: And so, grant they had to start somewhere. So they invented this BMI thing, and so uh, or, or body mass index. So what happens is you get a bunch of people that think they're supposed to be at this way. And there are some people where it's applicable to, but it's not taking into consideration your genetic profile. It's not taking into consideration your body type, how much muscle you have on you. So what was you know just a simple, straight, healthy, unhealthy answer then? doesn't necessarily mean that's true today. Well, you know, it's funny you say
0: this. I just listened to a a whole podcast about the history of the BMI because I'm a nerd. Yeah. And they were saying, too, that the guy that invented it was like, don't use this for people. Like, don't use this for an individual person. He's (laughs) like, this is for the aggregate. Like, this isn't designed for how do I, as one specific human being, measure up? And then people were like, oh, but numbers.
1: (laughs) That's what we do. Oh, but but math.
4: Yeah. (laughs) So I need to give Karen something useful to walk away with. (laughs) So, Karen, this is why people come and work with our our MetPro coach, because you need to have that conversation with him or her. And if if you're my client, by the way, every single client of mine that I've ever worked with in the last two decades has asked me, you can put it on the calendar, what should be my ideal weight? And you know when they ask me that? On day two. Yep,
1: at (laughs) the beginning.
4: (laughs) At the beginning. And I give them a real answer. I say, that is a fair question. It is a good question and it deserves a real answer, which is why you're going to ask me in about five weeks. (laughs) And then I'm going to actually be able to give you a real answer having all this data on your metabolic rate, how you respond to caloric shifts, macronutrient changes, carbohydrates, exercise, the pace at which you're losing weight, the pace at which we can speed your metabolism and how fast we've lost said weight. And now I can say, here's an ideal weight for you. Let's work towards that goal. So have that conversation with your coach, Karen, have that conversation with Emma her. She'll help you out.
0: Awesome. I'm just curious when you talked about someone who kind of reaches a a weight, they've been doing it for a while. They're in a good spot, but they decide that they maybe want to lose another five or 10 pounds, whether it's for aesthetic reasons or or they trying to win a contest. I don't know if they've kind of already hit a happy spot where they kind of naturally land comfortably. If they push through to lose that five or 10 pounds, how difficult and or realistic is it for them to then maintain it if they hit that number?
4: Great question. It's a commitment. It can absolutely be done. In fact, quite often clients will come to us specifically at that point. They've already been on either a diet or a program or they've been exercising and they've made great progress, but now they're at the point where they need some professional help to get that last percent or two, that last few pounds. That's where the math and the science really play a role. So that's where the evaluation piece comes in. Now, assuming someone is at that spot where they've already been eating clean, they're exercising regularly, their body's at a healthy but comfortable body weight. Then it's not actually as hard as you'd think to push down a little lighter. That can be done with some leverage. The key is that when you hit that lighter weight, it's not yours yet. It's you not yours. It. Yeah. So, for example, oh, I wanna be, a, I'm, I'm pulling numbers out of a hat here. Right. So don't, I wanna be 150 pounds. I'm 157. I wanna be 150. Okay, so we put you on a diet to be 150. Three weeks later, I'm 150. Nope, nope, nope. You don't own that weight yet. It's going to take you another four weeks longer of being consistent to own that weight because here's what's happened. We've had to push harder to put your body into an environment and circumstance where it has forced it down a few more pounds. Now you have to gradually increase your intake on a calculated fashion to up adjust your metabolism so you don't gain that weight back. Otherwise, the first bad weekend you have and boom, you're right back to your comfortable weight. Sometimes we refer to that as a set point. So typically when somebody asks me, how long will it take? I want to lose another five pounds. Well, losing the next five pounds may only take 10 days, but it may take me two to three weeks beyond that to reset your metabolism so you stay there at that new lower weight. And so that's what we thats what we do day in and day out with our clients at MetPro. So that was a great question, Tom.
0: Ooh. Awesome. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll try uh-huh. not to do it again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know I've
0: got a rep to protect. So. Well, thank you so much for all that. Until next time, if people want this sort of stuff tailor-made for them, where can they find you?
4: Come talk to us at metpro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, guys
3: on Celebrity Sightings.
4: There was
0: a surprise guest this week in studio. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you say it because I don't know how to say her name. No clue. L.P. Giabi. Giabi? Sure. So What
1: I do know is that she's a DJ. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, then it should be DJ Giabi. DJ Giabi. Well, DJ she, hobby.
1: she she was in the class and uh, she was in a class with Emma Lovewell. It was a 45-minute arms and intervals ride. Uh, so she took the class with Emma and then one of her classes, All in a Dream, which was featuring a whole bunch of people, uh, was featured during the playlist. Okay. So, nice little stop in. There was a whole bunch of stuff on Peloton Studio. She did some little dances in front of everybody. <laughs> I think that's kind of required if you're a DJ. You got uh, like,
0: to do the little... Yeah, Fist but, bump or but whatever. But you do it
1: better than than like I do it. So yeah.
0: And well, and you do it better than I do it. So
1: I don't know. You got your little caddyshack dance going you know, on. I like
0: I'm the gopher.
1: I love the gopher dance. <laughs> that's,
0: that's the only thing I know. I got the overbite and everything.
1: <laughs> you do not stop it.
5: <laughs> Checking out the competition.
0: So the next time somebody tells you that Peloton's in the toilet. Uh, you should shove a mirror in their face, not a real mirror, but uh, <laughs> those things Lululemon keeps trying to sell people.
1: Yeah. They can't give those things away. I mean, it's pretty bad. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It says they can't sell.
0: This is from Channel News, and it says they can't sell these things even despite a 90% markdown.
1: Well, They're also like they can't sell the company because remember, they're trying to sell and they can't sell the company. They
0: said they currently (laughs) have it valued on their books at fifty eight million dollars. And in 2020, they paid five hundred million dollars for
1: it. I mean, that's got to make you have some stomach acid.
0: Yeah. Like that's have they changed CEOs? because I feel like maybe they I should I mean
1: Lululemon makes so much money. This is still just kind of like this tiny little drop in the bucket. Right. But like yeah, it's not great.
0: Buy two pair of leggings, get a mirror.
1: I mean for real. I
0: mean they're getting real close.
1: It's uh it also says that like nobody's going to be doing any sales of big companies right now. It like that's yeah. what the article is indicating that like nothing is not it's not a good time to be selling a company.
0: Here's my favorite quote from the article <laughs> from One Fitness Insider. Okay. The reality is that the mirror is just a large screen. It's just a larger screen than your iPhone or iPad. You don't need a special mirror. Was that you? You could literally just lean your phone against a mirror and do a workout video or FaceTime a trainer.
1: Tom, did you quote? Were you quoted in?
0: You mean what I've been saying for like? Four years?
1: I think this fitness insider is listening to us. First off, no yeah, they have
0: to be listening because no one would ever refer to me as a fitness insider. What? But but
1: I'm like, I've
0: been saying this for years. You have. It's just a giant TV that they're hanging
1: sideways. You like, said it since the very first time you heard about it. You I were do, like, but I don't get it. You I kept saying, it. I don't get it. It's just a sideways TV. It's all it is. Yeah, it's that's true.
0: Yeah, it's the it was always a dumb idea. It's just if for a moment there, Connected Fitness was so hot, you could sell people anything. Well, it's a lot Echelon's of people, business model.
1: <laughs> a lot of people really thought that a, a mirror was tonal. Like, don't forget that. And like, I think, and, this, and that's the sad thing, I
0: think mirror hurts tonal.
1: I know, it's so frustrating. Tonal is like the best strength product on the market bar none i don't care what anybody says like all those competitors out there they've all copied tonal they all try so hard to be tonal they've got giant footprints compared to tonal tonal is the best strength product and has amazing instructors yeah and
0: and what tonal does is not what mirror does at all but because when you see the screen hanging on your wall People just think, oh, it's the same thing, but it's a third the price. It is not the same thing. This
1: is this is the face I give when people come to our house. Oh, is that one of those mirror things?
0: Like, no, you need to leave now.
1: You're not welcome here. Yes.
0: It's time for you to go. But yeah, I mean, I think people get them confused and they see they see a tonal. And if they don't really drill down on it, they see a tonal and they're just like, well, why would I pay that much more for something I can do with the mirror? Because what you're doing with the tonal is not in any way, shape or form like what you're going to do with the mirror. So. That's Uh, true. Apple reportedly has unannounced fitness features in the works for Vision Pro.
1: I'm excited about this. Is
0: that the like their VR thing?
1: That's their VR thing. And um, I'm curious about this. I mean, Apple, if you want me to go ahead and try it out, (laughs) I'd
0: be happy to do that. I'm sure they'll get right on
1: it. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, am really excited to see what they're going to do because I think there's a lot that's going to happen with VR and fitness. I really think there's, this is just getting started. It's going to be the next connected fitness wave. I believe Um, I just,
0: all I can think is I have trouble getting the headphones to stay in. And so,
1: no, that's fair. Like,
0: are these, these things you're strapping to your head? Are they, they better really stay in place if you want people to exercise while wearing them.
1: no that's true that's true but i have also heard that the apple one is they've done a lot for comfort like they've they've put a lot of effort into that now i don't know i've no. tried it so
0: we shall see it's just what i'm hearing i just know like when we wear when we've played brian's it's very big and bulky and i can't imagine trying to actually like get up and down and yeah i know you know
1: ha, i want to play some beat saber I need to set that up <laughs>
0: we have to have him set up before he goes off to college. I which know. We'll never be able to figure it out. Uh-uh. Tempo.
1: That's a good name I haven't heard in a while.
0: Is apparently still around. <laughs> and they have a new take on AI personal training. And they've added 3D body scans and dynamic reps. I don't know why they would ever think I would find a 3D scan of my body a selling point. That's That's the fair. last thing I need is to get a real close up look. At myself in 3D.
1: No, that's that's a, not everybody <laughs> wants to. Yeah, and uh, and the idea is that av- over time, as your uh, body composition changes, you can see those changes with the scan, right? Like right. that's the idea of it. And I think that if you had this for tonal, I think you'd love it because you would have seen really major changes happen over time. I do, but I I, I tell you, I, I have a little bone to pick with this whole dynamic. Uh, this word dynamic that they're putting in here. reps. Right. Dynamic okay. reps. So dynamic modes in uh, on tonal mm-hmm. mean that they do things like on the downstroke or the eccentric mode, it actually pulls down harder. Uh, and they also have one that like has it's like chains it mode. It replicates
0: chains. And, and like yeah. as
1: you go up, like with bicep curls, it makes it harder. Yeah. So, when they say dynamic and they're adding a rest period in, it's not very dynamic, in I rest, my opinion.
0: I rest just fine.
1: I mean, you're to rest when you want to rest.
0: I just, I rested right before we started recording. Yeah, you did. It made you crabby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just interesting.
0: Yeah. When it comes to exercise, I can tell you this. Mm-hmm. I got the rest part down. Yeah, you do. Like, I'm really good at the rest part.
1: Yes, you've mentioned rest a lot I this episode. I took a
0: rest day for the first 50 years of my <laughs> life. So like.
1: You are an expert I, rester. I am
0: really good at that. <laughs> are there any resting influencers? I could be one of those. <laughs> I would like to be a resting influencer.
1: Oh, uh, I think that could be a fun account.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that seems, that seems silly.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Just thought I'd mention it. I wasn't too impressed with it, but. We'll see.
0: Well, that's Tempo's brand.
1: Not impressing you. I mean, a lot of people, this is like the best thing for them because they can't like slap a tonal on their wall for whatever reason. Right. So at least they're still able to get some good strength Oh, training. this is the one
0: you lean against the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. It has a little, sometimes a little cabinet or sometimes it's the one that's like the tonal move or whatever and not tonal, tempo move. Like you, it's just a tiny little screen. You just put your phone up there and it does ah, the rest. I don't know. It's gotcha. like super tiny. But while we're talking about competitors, I just want to remind everyone that uh, we uh, I was able to host a Tonal Talk.
0: Yeah, we didn't.
1: It was me. They I did made it very
0: clear, not Tom.
1: <laughs> no, they didn't say that. Uh, but uh, I was honored to, to host the Tonal Talk. And it was the first time that Crystal Zell, the new CEO of Tonal, has been interviewed publicly. And uh, uh, people were able to pre-submit their questions. And it was really cool to... Uh, have somebody at that level, take the time to address things that needed to be addressed. You know, it's been weird Mm -hmm. ever since the the LA coaches were let go. And I think I think it was really nice that they addressed that. Apparently not good enough for some people, but whatever. I really thought that it was great that they took all these pre submitted questions. And I was most impressed with the fact that like, They did not weed out any questions. They answered
0: every one of them.
1: And there were some really tough questions in there. So if you are curious about where Tonal is headed and you would like to hear more, uh, that entire recording is over on Facebook at the Official Tonal Community. You can find it there. Awesome. In case you missed it.
0: We would like to issue a public service announcement to remind people that the studio will be closed on July 3rd and 4th.
1: Yes. Yes. But yes, that's it just, will.
0: Just the New York studio.
1: It is. Uh it well. The no. London studio. No, it's everybody because they're not doing any classes those days. There are uh, no live classes those days. All well, encore.
0: I kind of love the fact that they're making the London studio celebrate July fourth. It is. That feels a little harsh. It does. Feels a little harsh. Too uh. soon, Peloton. <laughs> Too soon. Like <laughs>
1: You're funny. We,
0: we we revolted against you, and now we're making you take the day off to celebrate it. We have dance cardio classes.
1: <laughs> well, we already had dance we have cardio, new class. dance cardio there classes. There you go. I did yeah. dance
0: cardio by accident once on the tonal.
1: <laughs> yeah, you were not. You were not pleased. I
0: was not a fan.
1: I, I did this once on Peloton with Brian, and it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. I mean, I had fun. Yeah. But like, it is not for me.
0: It, it just not made for me, me
1: mad. Yeah.
0: I couldn't keep up with whatever the move was. and I It was, doesn't
1: matter how simple it is. It no. doesn't matter how much they slow it down. I can't do it.
0: I'm sure if you like the dance, these are great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. People do love them. They really do. And I think that it's great that they're still putting out new classes like once a year. So that's cool. But there's eight new ones. And we've got Leanne Hainesby and Emma Lovewell and Hannah Corbin. We have new scenic classes for people. Well, we don't, the Peloton does. It's going to be featuring Jeffrey and Rebecca Kennedy. And uh, those are going to be dropping on Friday, June uh, 30th, as well as all the other things we already talked about, dance cardio. And then I think we already told you about the pride stuff that was going to be happening on June 30th 30th as well.
0: And a German artist series.
1: Yeah, share. That's just so weird because we've done share like a long time ago. I
0: guess the Germans haven't.
1: Also, there's new plans coming from uh, the gym feature. So if you like using the gym feature, there's a whole bunch of new plans dropping as well. So awesome. lots of new stuff hitting very, very soon.
0: And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Scott Jenkins. He's a big runner, like crazy. The long distance, the, ultra yeah. runner. He was probably running the whole time we were talking to him.
1: No, but he was cracking me up the whole time we were talking to him. He's (laughs) never (laughs)
0: not running. We love our
1: conversation about uh, air conditioning.
0: (laughs) Yes. So uh, he's going to explain why they don't need it over there. So (laughs) stick around and check that out.
2: Yeah. Checking in with the Peloton community.
0: Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Scott Jenkins. Hey, Scott, how's it going?
5: It's going good, Tom. Uh, (laughs) It's a real pleasure to meet you and Crystal. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Oh, thank you for being here. We're Um,
5: laughing because we've already had a very
0: odd conversation before. We have. It was lovely. (laughs) So we've already bonded.
5: (laughs) you have got to to put it in the bloopers. (laughs) I feel
1: like that beginning conversation needs to end up at the end. That needs to happen. So Scott, I always like to kind of find out where people started their Peloton journey. So I know you've been active for a long time and you've done a lot of things, but like when did Peloton specifically come into your life?
5: It came into my life probably, well, it was about just before lockdown, I would say like 2019, my wife Abby was like, hey, we should get a bike. Let's give it a go. And I've always kind of dabbled with cycling, somewhat enjoyed it. I go for phases where I quite enjoy it or quite don't enjoy it. And then I basically decide, yeah, okay, why not? Let's give it a go. And I was um, really surprised at like, the build quality on it. I always thought, wow, the screen's great. The classes are great. I like the, especially on the treads. I like, like the guided runs. And also I really, really like the scenic runs. So I do a lot of those. And that's where my journey started and then yeah subsequently went on to get the tread i was i was very fortunate actually i managed to to kind of somehow blag from peloton that i would if they would let me buy the tread early when it was released into the uk i would post about it and they very kindly let me and um, i was blown away by how good it is to be fair the treadmill is is fantastic i've had it for what coming up to three years now and I've never had to service it, never had a problem with it. It just runs and runs. I probably should get it serviced before the lease runs out, to be fair. But it's a great bit of kit.
1: Yeah. I have the Tread Plus. It has never been available in the UK, but no, a, nobody a, can take it from that me. That was a little like, humble
5: brag
0: right there. No. It's never been available.
1: No, in the UK. no. It's never I,
5: been available. I, like, just like air conditioning. For some reason, <laughs> we don't have air conditioning. We were talking about this before we came on.
1: Yeah,
0: but, but and we this. were talking about how Americans are whiny a little bit.
1: Yeah, so my yeah. words,
0: not
5: his. I'm not. <laughs> no, no, no I comment. said that. I'm taking fifth. It's yeah. it <laughs> yeah. hey, not what I <laughs> You can't take the fifth. You're in the. That's that's an American thing. That's our
1: thing. You can't take the fifth.
5: American shit. I can do what I want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're gonna do whatever you want. Regardless, you are gonna make a fine American, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I pledge yeah. allegiance to the United. You know what? That says so much about about how insidious American pop culture is. Yeah. That. You could instantly know what our Pledge of
5: Allegiance is. That is, right?
0: We could never, I don't even know if you guys have one.
5: Like, I don't know. I really don't know if we have one or not. Maybe God save the king.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
5: I don't know. That's got to be
0: a weird thing to start saying God save the king instead of queen. Like, that's a weird, that would have
5: to be a weird shift after all these years. It is a weird shift, actually. And it's something that I thought about for the very first time yesterday. I was watching the FA Cup final. So, the FA Cup is very similar to like the Premier League. It's the same teams, but they compete in like this cup competition. But you can play teams from the lower divisions and so on and so forth. And at the end, they have the final in Wembley Stadium. It's a little bit like a mini Super Bowl sort of situation. And they all sing the national anthem. That was the first time I've seen it properly sung at a big event like that, where they change the words to God Save the King. And oh. um yeah, it does make you think a little bit, doesn't it? You've got to think that the singers have got to get that right as well. Don't mess that one up.
0: That's <laughs> true. I mean, because you figure most of them singing, like... They've been I,
1: doing it for a long time? Their entire
0: lives, right? Like, there's yeah, like, very few people that probably remember a
5: time do you when you think there they was all had,
1: like, sticky notes in front of them? <laughs> King! <laughs> King. They put it on the big
5: screen. There you go. We're, we're massively advanced, apart from when it comes to air conditioning. <laughs> and
0: all I can think about is, like, how much trouble I had, especially at first when we started this podcast, of not saying real spoilers.
1: Because that's his other podcast. that's my other podcast. Yeah. And
0: I still, every once in a while, will slip up. And I've done it over there and said the clip out instead of real spoilers. But, yeah, <laughs> It, it takes a minute.
5: Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> just talk about like national anthems and things like that. I'm sure you do this as well. You go onto YouTube sometimes and you watch stuff and you go down a right wormhole. Oh yeah. Now I really like the country singer uh, Chris Stapleton. Oh yeah. I think uh-huh. he's one of the We've best seen him. Voices.
2: He's really
5: good. Yeah. I'd love to see him live. Generally, uh-huh. would. Like, I love the song Tennessee Whiskey. Yes. But I saw him on the YouTube clip singing the United States Star Spangled Banner anthem before the Super Bowl this yeah. year. Obviously, I'm not from there, but like I had goosebumps listening to him sing. That guy is unbelievable. That was probably one of the best renditions of your anthem I think I've ever seen. His his
1: voice just has this like yearning that matches the national anthem that like that soulfulness yeah. that comes with it he has an amazing voice yeah yeah
0: we were lucky enough to see him like right as he was blowing up yeah. he was playing a theater in town that seats about four thousand people which he would never play someplace that small anymore yeah. and we saw that's him. cool yeah
1: yeah if we get lucky. what
5: was he like
0: live i'm intrigued to amazing he was great i mean he sounds every bit as good as the record there is and, no and trickery he's, going he's on he's so
1: chill like he's not like running around the stage like he's just like and i will stand here and have my amazing voice talk for me like yeah. and that's it <laughs> it's just him in a show and i don't mean that it's not full of energy it's right. just this quiet energy like yeah. it's
5: really cool it's neat i guess when you go to voice that good you don't need to do anything else that's it's, true
0: it's fascinating why the way some artists run all over the stage some just stand there but like the true superstars, like Even if they just stand there, for some reason, they still hold you in a way that somebody with less charisma could run all over the place. And you're just like, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah. People have presence. Absolutely
5: captivating. Another YouTube clip I saw recently was uh, Ed Sheeran and Luke Coombs singing together. And I was like, wow, that's a cool combo. I'd like now to see Ed Sheeran and Chris Stapleton. Oh, yeah. They did a song. A couple of years back, but yeah, very cool. Yeah, wow. we saw Luke Combs, too, because he played. Yeah, I he at your arena. I booked
0: concerts for a living, and oh. I actually booked a Luke Combs show.
3: Yeah. yeah awesome. Him.
0: Can you book me Chris Stapleton,
5: please? Somewhere in London. <laughs> oh, I would wish.
0: Be really helpful. I <laughs> got Luke Combs. I got lucky. I booked him like nine months before he blew up. So by the time he played my arena, he had no business playing my arena he yeah. should have been in a place twice the size yeah
1: and uh that's and so this is lucky. like a tiny arena like yeah a tiny it's like place. A,
0: it's what's called a mid-size arena so it sits about on a show like that it'll sit about seventy five hundred.
1: yeah
5: that's so cool yeah. awesome i'd love to see luke coombs too yeah he's really good
1: well if you ever make it stateside we'll, we we'll do our best we'll do our best to hook yeah. you up absolutely yeah,
5: hook me up with luke coombs and maybe some air conditioner at the <laughs> you'll need it here
1: you, yeah, you, will. It here. <laughs> you will absolutely <laughs> So you mentioned that you have a kind of relationship with bikes, but when did you start running? That's kind of been a big thing in your life, right?
5: Yeah, it kind of always has been, I guess. When I was younger, I I did running in high school and I thought like 1500 meters was quite a long way to run. And then as you kind of get older, you learn different perspectives and different boundaries, Mm -hmm. I guess. And (laughs) I went to play in football or soccer, as you guys call it, and (laughs) essentially was doing that up until by the age of 30. And then I rediscovered running, got back into it, and, yeah, basically did a couple of half marathons. And about that time, I was working in a gym in South Wales, where I'm from, and this guy used to come in, this guy called Colin, and he was like the most positive guy. It would be chucking it down with rain, which is why we don't need the air conditioning. he <laughs> yeah. would be chucking it down with rain. And ultimately, like, he would always be so positive. And the one day he came in, and I was like, I've got to ask you, why are you so positive? Every time I see you, have always got a smile on your face. He said, well, I've been through a, a cardiac event. I think he'd had a triple bypass. Oh, and whoa. he said to me that I feel like I've got a second chance at life. And it didn't hit me immediately. I was like, oh, fair enough. And then over the course of the next couple of weeks, it kind of got me thinking, well, what am I doing with my own life that when I get to that kind of age and you get older, that you're going to look back on with some fondness and think, wow, yeah, okay, I did a bit. So ultimately, it went from zero to 100 is the long story short. So me and my brother ended up again on a plane to run 2,000 miles across the U.S. with our friend Rusty from Texas. So we ran from Boston in Massachusetts to Austin in Texas. We did a marathon a day for 75 days. <laughs> Still, one of the biggest challenges I think I've ever done, but so exciting too, and a great way to see your country, which is how I've ended up. I think visiting about forty-four states over the years. So wow, yeah, that's my kind of relationship with how running started, and then it's gone on into different ultra marathons and lots of different adventures. Over
0: seventy-five years. in seventy-five days. That's-, that's so. Was the hardest one? The last one was it? The <laughs> second to last one? Like yeah, not even physically difficult, although I'm sure it was. But psychologically, I would think, like at some point, how do you not hit a wall in your head?
5: I think, yeah, you hit many walls on a kind of daily basis and they come in different forms. And it's really interesting. I think probably the first two weeks were the hardest because you kind of put yourself out there. And granted, social media wasn't as big then as it is now, but you kind of put yourself out there and say, I'm doing this run for charity and I always do my runs for charity. And basically, I realized at that point, we're two weeks in, I'm committed. I haven't got a flight until I get back to Texas. So <laughs> we got to do this thing. And my body was breaking down. My Achilles hurt, my knees hurt, everything hurt. And then after about that two-week period, really strangely, it just became like, oh, this is what your body's meant to do. And when you think about it, now I'm a bit older and I reflect on it, that's what we were designed to do. We weren't designed to sit at a desk yeah. all day, typing away or sat in our cars and I generally believe that somewhere along the way, humans have mistaken comfort for happiness. And going out and have an adventure like that is a real kind of visceral experience. And for me, it was just, yeah, those two weeks were really difficult. And then after that, many different challenges along the way, but the body kind of held up. And the most painful thing on a daily occurrence was the um, Achilles tendons so when you get out of bed every morning. There was no elasticity or kind of, yeah, just uh, looseness in them, I suppose. They would always be stiff, always be hurting. But once you start moving a little bit, they'd loosen up. And I think just to taking it day by day, half marathon by half marathon throughout <laughs> the day, so to speak, we just managed to get it done. And we learned a lot along the way, to say the least. Were there
0: 75
5: like official
0: marathons you could run, or would some days you just have to go out and be like, we're just running one, the two of us or however many people were in your group?
5: It was three of us. So my brother Reese, our friend Rusty, and myself. And we literally, I mean, this was what, iPhone two or iPhone one or whatever it was. So we had Google Maps on it. And we literally just we went to a bar in Boston. It was called McGreevy's then. And we said, right, we're going to start here. I mean, it's a pub. We're British. You, you found a and... pub that was 26.2 miles away. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I, like, I, I would probably go back and do exactly that. A good <laughs> uh... He's like, why am I just now thinking of that? You <laughs> didn't think of that. He said you said you were British. Next time.
1: <laughs> Tom, so I drive slowly next to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
5: Can you hand me another beer? So. <laughs> I got previous for that. So basically, yeah, we found 26.2 miles away and went to the nearest town. We didn't really know where we were going to stay, where our meals were coming from. And we'd go into town and tell a motel or two, hey, look, we're doing this run across the States. Any chance you could put us up for the night or give us a discount for a night? And I think the wonderful thing like, for me was just so many cool people we met along the way that were complete strangers that... Wanted to help us out of kindness, you know, whether that was giving us a meal or making a donation to charity or slept on the floor of a Baptist church in Tennessee one night and mm-hmm. just loads of little stories like that. So it was a great experience and a great way to to see your country as well. Wow. That's awesome.
1: Did you train for this at all? Or were you just like, oh, let's just do this?
5: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. yeah. I did train uh, for <laughs> it, but I mean, I think we didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into and I'm not sure anyone really truly does until you start something like that. We had jobs, we were working and trying to train outside of that, but I can tell you after like the third or fourth marathon in a row, you certainly realize the reality of the situation there and then and um, yeah. you're like, just, "We did
0: it. Four marathons in 4
5: days." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 71 to well, go we're all done. Gonna- <laughs> what we never said 75 what
1: but like things like weather 7.5 75 7.5 we may as well do
5: it now yeah. we'll just do it it's fine.
1: <laughs> but it does boggle the mind all the things that could go wrong like you could get you're traveling in all kinds of different weather you're traveling in all kinds of different terrain you're traveling Parts that have mountains that are just hilly or flat and different weather conditions. Like, I just can't even imagine how you did that just day after day after day. That just sounds tough.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say awful. That's that was the mad lib in my head. Awful? Yeah. It sounds awful. 50% tough, 50% crazy, probably. Yeah. Do you know what? I think that, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you're just on the bottom level. All you really care about is like... Not dying, having somewhere to eat, having somewhere to sleep. And like it would be you up knowing that you had a hotel room for the night already sorted during the day or you knew what you were going to have for dinner. I mean, we were young. We didn't have loads of money. We were just trying to figure it out on the fly. And I think the most dangerous things on the daily occurrence were obviously the traffic because you don't really expect to see many people running down the roads in the middle yeah. of nowhere in, in Pennsylvania or Ohio or wherever it is. And then dogs in Kentucky. They're not the most friendly bunch of dogs I've ever met in Kentucky. And and, (laughs) uh, The people there were lovely, but it seemed to be every house like to have a dog that they would just let roam around the land and you'd run past. And it would never be like, oh, look at that nice French bulldog or look at that nice pug. It would always be like, oh, look at that nice Rottweiler that's going to take my leg off. Um, It was that kind of scenario. Certainly made you run quicker, though. (laughs) Yeah. You got a PR? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a PR. Dog induced PR. Yeah. yeah. Still right, counts. It's right.
0: not like a performance enhancing, <laughs> performance enhancing dog.
5: Oh, that's a whole new thing. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You could put it behind runners at the Olympics. Yeah. And see oh, why yeah.
1: See how, how, if they can go faster. Yeah. That's a good idea.
5: <laughs> what Arm- could go wrong? Lance
1: Armstrong
0: could start <laughs> winning again.
1: Oh, my God. He
0: could be back. He could yeah. be back. So, one of the questions on here is when did you start ultra marathons? And from the sounds of it, I'm going to say day
5: six. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. When did I start ultra marathon running? I suppose it was around about. 2012, something like that, where I started doing like 50 Ks or 30 milers and things like that. And then I moved roles, I moved into working in orthopedics for Johnson & Johnson. And obviously, working a corporation like that, your annual leave, you want to make the most of it. And I still wanted to make sure that I was using my annual leave to do good so that when I'm older in life, I can look back and think, right, I had an adventure but I did some good along the way. And, and it's not and like that, you're going
0: to get 75 days of PTO. <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah, <exactly. laughs> That's what I wanted to look back on. And it still is. I, I want to look back and go, I had an adventure with my friends, my family, my colleagues, and I did some good at the same time. And basically from there, me and my brother, we went and cycled from Turin in Italy to Cardiff in Wales, which is a thousand miles. And then we, Got into ultra running and did a run across Death Valley in California in July, which was, as you can imagine, rather, rather warm. We did that twice for charity, ran across Iceland, and we were creating our own kind of unique events and challenges. And then I started learning about these 100, 200 mile distance races and or 250 mile distances even. So I just, yeah, kind of found myself towing the start line of these crazy races all over the world and... I absolutely love it.
1: Now, you said that you do this for charity. You always run for charity. Do you have like one charity that you focus on or do you spread it around or how do you do that?
5: Yeah, I do. And thank you so much for asking. I really appreciate it. So I support a charity called Operation Smile. So Operation Smile performs surgical intervention for children with cleft lips and cleft palates all around the world. When I did my fundraising run back in 2015 and 2016 in Death Valley... Basically, I raised money for Operation Smile. And they had this really great video, great market, but basically it was Operation Smile, but coupled with like a Coldplay song. So, you know, the Coldplay song, oh, getting yeah. by the heartstrings yeah. every time. So, like, I'm sold on what this charity does. And later that year, they very kindly sent me to a program in Ethiopia, in a small town called Makele in Ethiopia. And I got to see firsthand the work that they do. And it changed people's lives. And for the cost of £150 or what is that, $180, something like that, um, you can perform surgery that gives somebody the opportunity to smile. And I just think that it's a great number and a great fact. And you know, every time you raise that, you've changed someone's life, hopefully. So that's why I support this great charity.
1: That's wonderful.
0: It also gives you insight into like what the markup is here. (laughs) Facts. You know what I mean?
1: Facts. <laughs> <But> it's
2: like, <laughs> Facts. if you had yeah, that yeah. done
0: here, you know, or in the UK, I mean, it would Yeah, I know you have socialized medicine, but there's still an expense associated with it. Uh, yeah. It's probably twenty, thirty thousand $30,000. Like it, that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah.
5: I had the pleasure and honor earlier this year of, of meeting the founder of the charity and Dr. Bill McGee and his wife, Kathy McGee in New Jersey. And, um, just listening to him talk, he never realized the size of the problem until he went to the Philippines. And when he was out there, he was helping some local hospitals, performing surgery, and people realized that he could do cleft surgery. So right. all of a sudden, they were overwhelmed by thousands of people to end up this one hospital.
1: Oh, wow. And wow.
5: He thought, you know what? I need to start a charity to support this and, and keep going back. And that's how the charity started. That's amazing. Really. That's awesome. It really is. Yeah.
1: Is there anything the Peloton community can do to support you? Like, do you have like a link or something that people can change? Yeah.
5: To? I mean, that's amazing. And thank you again for asking. So yeah, I am running the triple crown of 200 milers this summer in the United States. So the triple crown of 200s, for people who don't know, are free 200 mile races that are nonstop. So once you start, you're on the clock. It's up to you if you decide to rest or take a break, whatever it might be. So that is the Tahoe 200 on the 14th of July. Oh, uh, Sorry. Yeah, 14th, 21st. I better get a date right. Make sure I start at the <laughs> that right That should, time yeah. I might, might come in dead last. <laughs> first a week later. Or first, <laughs> depending. Yeah, 21st of July. <laughs> 21st of <laughs> July. I will be there. I'm not going to start a week early. That would be cheating. Uh, so <laughs> 21st of July, Tahoe 200. Bigfoot 200 is now on the 11th of August, so I've got less than two weeks to be able to recover to run another 200-mile race. The reason for that was there's so much snow in Tahoe this year, hasn't melted, all the bears are pissed off. So basically, they've brought the races closer together. And then the third one of them is the Moab 240 in Utah in October. I've got a fundraising page link which is on my Instagram bio. Is that what they call it these days? Yes. And it takes you through to my fundraising page. So if you don't mind, my Instagram is Scott, double T, and then J, and then Jenkins, if anyone wants to check it out.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, That's absolutely. wonderful. Now you have a Peloton tread, you mentioned that, and clearly use it a lot. But there are a lot of people that are elite runners that kind of scoff at using treadmills to train mm. for such long distances. And so I'm really curious about your thoughts on that.
5: It's a great question as well. And yeah, firstly, I don't class myself as anything as such as elite. But yeah, I just... I don't know anybody
1: that best. runs 600 miles in a summer. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and count that. But you do. You. That's very fun. Thank, <laughs> you.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So basically, I really like the tread. And the reason why is that I live in London. As you can imagine, it's fairly flat around here. there's not many much elevation, and certainly in the Midwest is fairly similar where you guys are from. There's not many mountains around here, so basically, what I will do is I'll use the incline a lot on the treads and I'll use the scenic runs or I jump into a class and yeah, basically have a bit of flexibility to my training that otherwise I couldn't get. so I can go on the tread for an hour and get over a thousand foot of elevation for me to do that round here would take me so much longer because there's simply not enough hills and also i would just end up running the same hill back and forth so this makes it more interesting i think the second thing is and this is a little bit more sadistic i suppose in a way <laughs> um, if you run on the treadmill a lot and um, you don't get the excitement of running on the trail now if you think about that for a second I am like literally six weeks out from Tahoe 200 and yeah, I've been on the trail a little bit, but the weather unsurprisingly has been chucking it down with rain for most of the year so far in London. And the weather's been terrible and really muddy trails on the treadmill and get quality miles. But also when it comes to running the Tahoe 200, I'm going to be so excited because I'm like, I'm outside, I'm in the mountains, I've got this beautiful scenery. And that will motivate me. So almost you've had a little bit of like sensory deprivation in a way. Yeah. And then I've done something else, which is again probably another level of sadism. Not that I'm into that stuff, but what I would (laughs) say (laughs) no wonder never know. So, and it was my wife's suggestion. I'm not sure she's trying to kill me again or not, but basically the heating tiles that you can get from bikram yoga. You can buy those off the internet. So I bought two of those and installed them over the treadmill in the gym. And now I can heat the treadmill up to about 60 degrees Celsius, which is well over 120 Fahrenheit. I think it may Whoa. even be 130. And the hottest I've ever had it in those 52. And I did an hour. And I can tell you, it was pretty horrible, to say the least. Oh, yeah, yeah, my God. It. I'm sweating just listening to
2: that.
0: <laughs> you Come to
5: London. Come and have a run. You'll yeah. love it. And we're Americans. We have the air conditioning <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify, there is absolutely no air conditioning. <laughs> so How long did you take wait, the wait, room wait, to wait, cool wait. back down? Yeah, that's
1: what I was going to say. So you put these heat tiles on, like you're making the whole house miserable when you do that, right?
5: It's in the garage. Oh. It's in the garage. Okay. So, gotcha. okay. So I turned the garage into garage. I turned the garage into a. a I got that. I nailed it. <laughs> you did? You, you did see, You it. sounded like you were from the
0: South, too. You, did. like, you didn't just say garage. You were
5: like, garage. I got garage. garage. God, I remember. To, to, uh... By the way, feel free to like have a go at a British accent. I don't mind. <laughs> no, I'm not going to try. Oh, wee we, not It just not made good. me
0: think of a moment, a show I used to watch as a kid, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the one that they made for the BBC, not the lousy movie. And there's a scene where there's two security guards chasing the heroes of the show, right? And they have American accents, but clearly the actors are British. And so like the one guy you could tell the only way he knows how to do an American accent is to impersonate John Wayne. And so <laughs> he's like doing this really bad John. It took me like three watches before I finally figured out what was doing. I was like, this guy, he can't hold an accent without being John Wayne like he, that's that's his grounding for holding the accent so That's awesome. Yeah.
5: Give me a line I'll try my best. Give okay. me like a quintessential American line I'll try my best without trying to offend anyone. I'm sorry.
0: Something quintessentially all American. I, can, all uh, I, can think I of have is- a gun in the trunk.
5: I got a gun in my trunk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice yeah that was a proper seven draw it I think. was yeah, it was, was. that it was, was amazing was. Yeah. <laughs> so do feel free and if any of your listeners want to chip in with some british accents feel free because we'll talk like mary poppins a bit like that <laughs> or like jason <Yes> stifton
1: <laughs> that's so funny tom does have a running joke that he calls the uk uck.
5: yeah i call it the uck
1: he calls it
2: the
5: uck <laughs> over in the yuck yeah, and I can tell you, it feels pretty uck when you're trying to sleep with no air conditioning. I, bet. I know, especially when you
0: heat your but... house up to sixty.
5: <laughs> yeah. Do you have any? Uh, just out of interest, do you have any sponsors that do air conditioning on the show <laughs> that just, interested in the UK market? Hit me up. <laughs> That's a good thought. Yeah. That's hilarious.
1: You know, circling
0: back around in the beginning, you were talking about how you've had your tread for so long, and that you haven't had to have it service that is still doing great. And I'm like hearing how much you run that puts that sort of endorsement in a totally different stratosphere, right? It really because does. you're not somebody that's running three or four miles a week on your tread, right? Like you're mm-hmm. putting hundreds of miles a week, probably, or at least a month on your tread. Like,
5: yeah, I would say on the tread the week at the moment, I'm probably averaging about 30 miles a week. I would say, gotcha. and then the rest are outdoors. In the winter, it's higher. Yeah. And not only that, I was a little bit cautious about putting the heaters on at first because I'm like, yeah, oh, is that going to like really fry the insides of it? Didn't bother it, not one bit. So, yeah, it's cool. a wicked endorsement for that product. It really is. Absolutely. It
1: is. And when it comes to your classes, I know earlier you said you do a lot of scenic classes, but like when you take classes, do you? know in your mind, this is what I'm going to do today. Like I'm going to do this many miles at the speed, or I'm going to add in all hills or whatever. Or do you kind of follow the instructor? Yeah, exactly.
5: Yeah. And this is something that I struggle with. So sometimes I jump on and my friend, Susie Chan, you probably know Susie. She's a Peloton instructor. I love Susie. One of my
1: favorite instructors. I love her so much. She's a
5: legend. Absolute (laughs) legends, And what she's like on the Peloton screen is exactly what she's like in real life as well. Just such a great runner and a great person too. And just, yeah, great personality to a very like vibrant and, and happy person. But basically, I do sometimes struggle because I'm like, I'll do a class and then I'm like, do I follow the instructor or do I follow my training program? Sometimes you get carried away with the music and you're like, yeah, I'm following the instructor and then i'm like oh i didn't do what was on my plan (laughs) so that's why i end up like jumping back to the scenic runs and i was thinking this last night as well the u.s is such a beautiful country it really is like the scenery you have and the diversity of it is absolutely amazing it's only when you stop and think about it and all the many national parks that you've got and you see them on the tread screen you're like wow i'd love to visit some of these places one day
1: Yeah, definitely. We try to get to a lot of different places because, well, we like to travel in general, but we have never been to Europe. And that's one place like there's a lot there that we want to do. Oh, you need um, to come to
5: London anytime. You're welcome. I would
1: absolutely love to. It's like so hard to get places (laughs) because when you live in the middle of the United States, like when you go to a flight, it's like 8 million flights before you actually get where you want to go. Yeah, because we live in St.
0: Louis, so we're... St. Louis isn't a major hub anymore like it was when I was a kid. And so to go internationally, is always at least two flights, sometimes three. Yeah. So.
1: So it just takes yeah. a lot of time to get over there. But you know all about and, it because you come the other way. Yeah. So, yeah. And as
0: Americans, we have zero patience.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I take the fifth again. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> but we do have guns in our trunks. So we'll comment on the guns. Next question. You already commented on <laughs> it. We, we,
1: we do not. we have it on tape. <laughs> just for the, the record, we the do not have guns in our trunk. <laughs> but a lot of Americans do. So you said you run about 30 miles on your tread during this time of year. The rest are outdoors. How many miles are you running? Like when you're ramping up to something like a 200 mile run, how many miles a week total are you doing?
5: At the moment, I'm probably on about 60 miles a week. Um, It'll get to about 80 or 90 in (sighs) the, the next two weeks or so. And then it'll come down a little bit. I've got one weekend coming up, which has got like a 30 mile day, then a 30 mile day the day after. I toyed with doing a 62 miler on the one day and then just take the Sunday to have a beer and and chill out and have a barbecue. And then my coach was like, no, I want you to do the 30 miles on the Saturday and the 30 miles on the Sunday because he thinks that it'll be a better response for me to kind of get the rest in, be able to go the next day again, and then obviously be able to continue high quality training throughout the week other than... You know, if I did 100K on its own or the 62 miles on its own, it might take me two weeks to recover from that. So, you know, I'm not going to do that. But I'm coached by a great guy, a guy called uh, Jeff Browning, who's from Flagstaff down in Arizona. And he's taught me a lot of cool stuff. And a lot of the workouts that I do on the treadmill or outdoors are all created by him. And, yeah, always keeps it interesting for sure. Does
1: he train you from Flagstaff or does he live in London?
5: No, he trains me from Flagstaff, so so we, yeah, it's really cool, and we get on really well. He's, I guess you call us veteran runners now. You know, I've got a bit of gray hair going on. He's, uh, at least you got it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For now, for now, Uh, uh, I'd be happy to have gray hair um, as
0: long as I had. Look what not
1: having air conditioning could have gotten you, Tom. Oh Uh, man, (laughs) you know what?
0: Small (laughs) price. Taking it off. Small price to pay. (laughs) So do you just run
5: or do you do any like strength training or anything like that? I do tons of strength training as well. I absolutely love it. I've got weight racks up in the same gym with the treadmill. And to be honest, it was just a ramshackle garage that we've just kind of like added bits to. The first bit of kit was the tread and then started adding different bits and weights into it. And yeah, I do some kind of cool workouts there that are like different but also try to replicate some of the conditions that you're facing in the mountains, things like stepping up onto a big box, wearing a weighted vest, power hiking on the treadmill as well. I do a bit of that. Um, Yeah. Loads of different things. It gives me good variety in my workouts. And I think you need that when you're doing a bit on the treadmill or quite a bit on the treadmill and mixing it up with the weights variety keeps it interesting, I suppose
1: so do you have like a day job that you do in addition to all these things yeah, because like, i don't i don't know time? where you have time to do have all you this ever training
5: actually <laughs> met your wife or how does that work <laughs> I think she likes keeping it that way to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a wife like that. I wonder why when I do these 200 mile races, she keeps pulling out these life insurance for <laughs> these, I'm like, what's with that? Is it, My wife is such a train? fan, she always asks for an autograph before I ever leave for whenever I leave yeah, for a race. And she just wants evidence that so I've yeah. started this race. So I don't know. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> Where do you do I, find oh, the time? The it's a lot of what time. Do I do? Yeah. Nine to five, the nine to five. So my nine-to-five is that I work for Johnson & Johnson in orthopedics. The ironic part of that is that I specialize in hip and knee replacement. So uh, he gets a, he's get got a discount. what my future looks yeah. like, basically.
0: Man, when I hear 75 marathons in 75 days, when I hear ultra marathon, when I hear just like, oh, maybe I'll do 60 today so I can take the day off, I'm surprised you don't work for Johnson & Johnson & Johnson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i seriously don't know i mean i know you said you worked for johnson johnson earlier but like i just assumed you didn't anymore i just don't know how you have time to train
0: i think she's but, saying the gray hair she assumed no. you were retired <laughs> you. Yeah. You, I,
5: careful you know he's got what? a gun it, in his trunk <laughs> <isn't> he? <laughs> he said it three times <laughs> to do that in London. you can't do it oh, that's I don't know true how. But no, it's just good planning, really. I don't beat myself up if I, I miss a session. I just go back and try and pick it up on the weekend. And my coach knows my job is for a large corporate like J&J. It's pretty intense and full on. But I just make sure that I get my long runs in on the weekend. And then during the week, I have a run first thing in the morning before work or in the evening, I do my strength and conditioning. If I have got a bit of a longer run during the week, I'll split it and maybe in the morning, I'll do a couple of miles on the treadmill and then in the evening go and get them out on the road or in the local park, something like that. Yeah, it's just good planning really and making sure that I've got to pay the bills first and do the day job first, which I do, I love as well. And it's a nice balance because I feel like I've learned so much from ultra running that I've been able to bring into business and probably vice versa in terms of like planning for races and stuff from a business perspective and applying it, spreadsheets to my training and also my kit and stuff like that. But I guess the easiest way to kind of give a parallel between the two is if you're doing an ultra marathon, a 100 miler or 200 miler, it's a massive goal and you've got to break it down into bite-sized chunks. And along the way that you know there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs and actually the key to finishing that race is making sure you don't get too carried away with the ups and too despondent with the downs keep it on the level and just get back up and keep moving forward when the obstacles hit you and when you think about a sales process i manage a sales team of 10 people in the city of london it's competitive it's the same thing you've got a big account goal you want to win an account it may take like two years and you've got all these things to do you've got to trained surgeons you've got to review clinical literature you've got to get the prices right all these things and it's going to be obstacles ups and downs along the way and that's very similar to ultra running in a way, so i think the ultra running has taught me the patients to put problems into perspective to reach a positive outcome in both i suppose wow yeah
0: i'm interested that it's b2b sales because when i was like how hard is it to sell a hip to a guy who doesn't have a hip <laughs> i
5: like yes i can see hip. you can't walk yes. would you like a new hip um, yeah, i see you lying hip. on the ground there i was thinking i could interest you in a hip replacement uh, would you be interested no it's going to cost you thirty thousand yeah. dollars <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've heard wow. amazing things about the new hip ones that are like i can't remember what material they're made out of but like We had somebody on not too long ago that had one, and they were just so excited about the new material and how great it was. It's amazing.
5: The outcomes for hip patients are phenomenal. They call it the silent hip because patients have their hips replaced and they forget that they've been done. Uh, It's a ball and socket joint. and Once it's done, you get a ceramic on ceramic or a a metal on uh, polyethylene bearing, and patients do really, really well. And I think knee arthroplasty is getting to the same place as well now, which is really exciting. And the other step forward is starting to see digital robotics in surgery as well, which is fascinating. I think that's the next frontier for orthopedic surgery. Wow. Oh, I would be a cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> Not AI, though. It's going to take over the world and kill us all. Apparently.
1: <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? It's yeah. going to go sometime, right? <laughs> <laughs> One more question about your training, though, your schedule. How many hours a week are we talking that you're training? Because like I'm a slow runner, like really slow. I was just like so, you
0: running 30 miles would be like nine hours. Exactly. Him running 30 hours is probably like two and a half.
1: That's why I want to put it in perspective. I, I want to.
5: <laughs> I wish. That's a good question. I reckon I do probably an hour a day on average of strength and conditioning pretty much every day just because okay. I enjoy it. And even yeah. when I go into the treadmill sessions, I just kind of like, well, I'll throw a few weights around while I'm here. And then the run depends what's on my plan. Today I did 15 miles. I had to drive an hour down to what we call the Surrey Hills. So there's, there are actually some hills out there which you can run up and down, which is great. So I did uh, 15 miles there as another three hours and then because a lot of elevation and it's all on trail or on off trail kind of stuff. And then yesterday I did 10 and then during the week I got the other miles in as well. So yeah, it's hard to say really, but I just execute whatever's in my plan distance wise.
1: It's like, don't think about it. You just do it.
5: <laughs> yeah. And again, it's like those, like we just talked about a minute ago, you've got those obstacles along the way and those challenges to overcome and it's a little bit like that with the training side of things, because after a while, you've run every route that you can possibly think of. And you're like, right, OK, how do you stop yourself getting bored? Well, you just got to put things in perspective, just execute on the plan and keep moving forward, I guess.
1: Yeah, awesome. yeah that's
5: true. Well, what is your leaderboard name? Scott J. Jenkins. Same as Instagram. Really original, yeah.
1: It's called consistent branding. Yes. So we go with that. That's
5: exactly what I was thinking. Consistent branding and marketing is wonderful. (laughs) And wouldn't that tie in lovely with an air conditioning company? (laughs) It
1: would. It would. (laughs) Absolutely. Do
5: you have a preferred instructor? Yeah. I've got to say Susie Chan. She's my favorite, mate.
1: Well, that's understandable.
5: She is a big fan as well.
1: I am a huge fan of Susie's. I love her so much. I hope someday to get to meet her. She's just amazing. I
5: I hope you do too. I hope you can come over and meet her and maybe do one of her classes. I was lucky enough to go a month ago to her New Wave class, which is so cool because all 80s songs. And I'm an 80s child, so I was absolutely loving it. You guys have got to come over and check it out. It's so cool.
0: It's always been a dream of mine to sit in the lobby of the london studio
1: <laughs> so. he doesn't do he doesn't do any workouts for a peloton at all none he does no running but he does strength train but that's all he does Finally. so <laughs> he what
5: didn't... about the rower the rowers out over there
1: he won't do it yeah. he won't do no. it no yeah. we're
5: still waiting on the rower to arrive in the UK. But that'll be exciting.
1: It'll be very exciting. Very exciting. I hope that happens this year. I hope it happens pretty soon. I feel like it's going to happen pretty soon based on everything.
5: Yeah, I was over to talk at the US running show in Boston back in February and we went out for a drink the night before. Just one or two. But my wife's from Scotland, so one or two is maybe slightly more than that. (laughs) Uh, And as we were walking our way back through the mall, we saw the Peloton store and they had the rower kind of shining under the window like, oh,
1: Yes. I was like,
5: you should go and try it. And she's like, ah, oh, yeah, that would be a great idea. I'll go and try it now. <laughs> so she's a couple of drinks deep, gets on the road. I'm like, mate, can you set her up with a 1,000 meters here? I want to see how quick she can do it. Guy's like, yeah, sure, no problem, buddy. So he gets <laughs> she, she gets into it. She's like, oh, oh I'm knackered. You're going to need to take over. But I'm like, Not a chance, not a chance. (laughs) So uh, we have test rode the rower, and it is actually quite good. To be fair, it looks really good.
1: Yeah, I love it. I think it's absolutely gorgeous, and I hope you guys get it pretty soon.
5: Yeah, I think it'll sell well. And one cool little story about the drinks part, actually. So when I got invited to talk at a run show in Boston, um, I obviously knew that that's where we started the the two thousand mile run, and um, I went over. It was only for like three days, and I thought, oh, I wonder if that bar is still there that we went to, like. 21, (laughs) well, no, not 21, like 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And it was. And the really cool thing was like, it was literally right across the street from the place where I was talking at the Run Show USA. So we went across and that's why we went and had a couple of beers. And um, I think the nice thing about it is that if you told me 11 years earlier that, one day you'll be across the street at Heinz Convention Center talking at the run show. I would never have believed you. And I think the only way that I've been able to accomplish that is just through kind of getting out there and trying to push myself to have an adventure and do some good, I guess. You
0: know, That's it amazing. would have been great if you would have got all your running stuff on and then like <laughs> splashed your face so you look nice and sweaty. And then you just run into that bar and you're like, okay, I'm one trying- down. <laughs>
2: let's go again
5: let's go
1: (laughs) do you still run with your brother like all these adventures do you still do all that stuff with your brother
5: yeah we try to so we both applied to Badwater this year we didn't get in unfortunately but we'd love to do that race together one year which would be really cool um my brother still lives in wales so i don't get to run with him that often but when I do, it's really nice and, and really special because I guess you don't see many kind of siblings going out and running 100 miles or 2,000 miles yeah. together. So uh, Lesser siamese. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do that. And the other one didn't. That's terrible. That would be one.
1: terrible. <laughs>
5: yeah. But they get really fit in the process. That's yeah, true. That's true. <laughs> Silver lining. <laughs>
0: I feel like we're going to get letters on I know. Uh, uh,
1: uh, At Tom. No comment.
5: Fifth, fifth Amendment. <laughs> yes. We're supposed to say conjoined.
1: So yeah, my is apologies. that
5: what they say? Is it conjoined? Now? Yeah, it is. That, it's yeah. Conjoined. Yeah, conjoined. So my karate is ac- spoken and conjoined is the yes, word. Yes. So my okay. apologies never- to
0: the conjoined community. Yes. So, yes. well, on that note, thank you <laughs> so much for. Or taking time out of your day to talk to us.
5: This has yes. been a lot of fun. It
1: has. It has. Thank it's you been so amazing.
5: much. <laughs> it's been really good to meet you guys. I'm just so grateful for you having me on and asking these questions. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, we really appreciate you and all the good you've done and all the money you've raised over the years. And thank you for all that you're doing. That's really, really cool. And it's really inspiring to a lot of people. So thank you for taking the time to share it.
5: Thank you. That's really kind of you. Like I say, just want to have that adventure and try and use my time to do some good and if I can make one person's journey better through life, then I think that's an all right goal to accomplish. So I'll just keep trying to do that. Absolutely. it's wonderful. Thank you.
0: So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can we find you?
1: You can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and the Peloton Leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Don't forget, you can watch these on YouTube. Uh, hopefully, they cut out all the parts where you were crabby with me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. If the show's three minutes this week (laughs) so
1: it wasn't that bad
0: (laughs) so uh so anyway that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep pedaling and running and rowing